Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, so uh, yeah, my name's Dean Bartle, and um, I guess I'm the owner of uh, DMB Collection. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Markar, and I thought I'd dive in to say a very quick hello. Just before this week's episode, which of course, as you may have seen and just heard, is with Dean Bartel from DMB Supercars. Really good episode this week, a little bit shorter than usual, but uh, no less quality. Uh, We plan, in fact, to be back with Dean in the not-too-distant future to have a bit more of a deep dive. You will hear that the main focus of this week's conversation is, of course, around the television show that is going to be airing, or in fact has just started airing, I should say, on Discovery Plus and on Quest. The full details of the show, where you can find it, how you can watch it, where you can catch up, all that sort of stuff is all below in the show notes. So do scroll down to have a look. But also, before diving into this week's episode, I just wanted to mention, also in fitting with this week's theme, our current sponsor for the month of June 2023. We are being sponsored by our friends over at ForzaClienti.com, the company that sell the most specialist supercars uh, and not just supercars in fact i've just looked at their website because they've just added a rather glorious 2022 overfinch defender 130 d300 there's a lot of good things in that title that's an almost new car modified and tweaked and made a little bit more special by overfinch it's the 130 which of course means it's enormous and has 
all the seats you need and more. And it's got the biggest and best highly tuned engine, the D300 in the form of the diesel engines. So, yeah, wonderful thing. There are always new cars being added to ForzaCliente.com, so it's worth going, even if you're only going for a bit of browser window shopping, which is what I love to do. I'm sure you do too. Um, head on over to the website and have a look, ForzaCliente.com. and include all the links below. And if you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I've not heard this sponsorship. I, this is perhaps my first time listening to the podcast. What do Forza Cliente do? Well, that's an easy one to answer. They are a specialist company designed for sourcing, selling, part exchanging, supercars and hypercars. Anything specialist is what they deal in. The focus for the company is on customer services and making sure that the client, the buyer, the seller have the best experience possible. No showrooms, no glitzy front of house to look after. It's all managed remotely by an amazing team with over 15 years of experience in buying and selling and engineering specialist cars, including racing cars. So these guys and girls know exactly what they're talking about and offer the best service on the market, a bit like Dean and his team at DMB. On that note, shall we dive in and then I'll pop back at the very end of this episode with some show notes and some exciting announcements of things to come in the not-too-distant future. Enjoy the podcast. Speak to you in a bit. The Driven Chat Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the latest Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Marker. Sat to my left is... Miles Lacey. I thought I'd let you introduce yourself this week, Miles. We're getting to that point now. Yeah, thank you. It's got to the point now where the <laughs> the, uh, the readers just... Readers? Readers. This is clearly an audio-based format. <laughs> um, listeners, I should say, maybe have some idea about who I am. Yeah. Uh, and like we always like to just precursor it with, as soon as Amy Shaw's diary opens back up, <laughs> she'll be back on the show. No, no, we're all colleagues now. That's it. We're all equal par. Yeah, this is great. Now, as you've just heard there from the intro, this week we're talking to somebody really special. We're talking to Dean. And before I bring you in, Dean, I'm going to just caveat to our dear listener, because occasionally I have to do this. I have to mention that when we're in an environment that might come with a bit of background noise, I'd just like to give a bit of a pre-warning, let the listener know so that if, for example, they're sat at home or they're driving along in their car or they're walking their dog with their headphones in and they suddenly hear the sound of a Cessna taking off or coming into land more scarily, uh, it can be explained. That's because we, at the moment, are sat uh, on the other side of a wall full and containing a room containing uh, a rather impressive collection of supercars and hypercars. And then out the window opposite, we're looking at an active airfield. It's uh, Leeds East Airport, is that right? It is indeed, yeah. Leeds East Airport, yeah. So, Dean, where are we? We're at DMB Collection. Yes. Uh, In your words, what is this place? Um... To some people, I guess this is heaven, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> surrounded by all these fabulous cars and, and aircraft and everything else. So, uh, so yeah, here we are in, in the heart of Yorkshire, um, near, near Tadcaster. Uh, it's an old RAF base, actually, so uh, quite famous during the war, home to Spitfires and things like that. So uh, I quite like that. I think that's very cool. And, um, yeah, so this is where I have my, uh, my new showroom. Amazing. And there's a... There's a good significance to us being here beyond the fact that you have got this amazing business and amazing showroom full of amazing cars on this amazing location and that is because you are about to be 
a television sensation, Dean. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I don't know, really. I don't, honestly don't know what to expect. It's all uh, it's quite surreal, to be honest with you, but it's been, uh, it's been very exciting over the last year, that's for sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, now, one of the things that we always like to establish, it's my kind of go-to, easy opener question that I always like to ask people like yourself, is I like to try and unpick the journey, the route, perhaps that initial light bulb moment that might have turned on at some point in your early childhood that's got to where you are here. So have you got a core memory as far back as you can go in and around the world of cars that might have just paved the way to get you sat in this amazing building now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's probably quite a few instances, really, if I'm honest. But I think uh, I have to be honest and say it was my dad. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I mean, growing up, we, we, my dad couldn't afford supercars or anything like that. But it was just the fact that my dad was a police officer and he was a traffic policeman. And um, back back then, when all traffic policemen had moustaches and things like that, <laughs> um, my dad used to drive like the Escort Cosworths and the Granada Cosworths. And, and for, for a young a young lad, you know, I used to think that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Blown away by it, you know. So uh, I was the one who literally walked past the Ferrari show and like my hands on the glass, like staring in. And uh, I don't know what it was. I just think I've always had that passion for for everything with four wheels, really, and cars and engines and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's really probably where it started, to be honest. Brilliant. It's great. Presumably there's a point where the, the passion turns into something of a career, shall we say. At what point did that actually, you went, oh, okay, maybe this could be a business or a, a career line of mine? <laughs> I think... Um... I think my first job, I mean, I, I just started off at Citroen of all places um, because I bought one myself, you know, back in the days where Citroen Saxos, you come with free insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. And I ended up telling my mate, guess what? I've just bought this car. It's only this much a month. And I was bringing them down to the dealership. Right. And after about the fourth mate was coming and signed up to this agreement, <laughs> the sales manager sort of said, do you want a job? You know, it's a bit, it was a bit funny. And I yeah. thought, actually, it'd be quite cool because I was actually working in a video shop. Um, right. which was alright but it wasn't really I was only young but it was great I was valeting cars as well yeah. uh, earning a little bit of money on the side and, and working in this video shop and I thought you know what this sounds cool and uh, had the opportunity to work there but very quickly moved to Volkswagen having sold lots of cars for them and, uh, and that moved on then I was headhunted then for uh, Porsche wow. uh, in Leeds uh, which was great. So I ended up uh, dealing with a customer there whose husband, unbeknown to me at the time, was a dealer principal for uh, for the main uh, Brooklands, which was in Ferrari, uh, did, uh, sorry, Porsche and everybody else. So he then phoned me up and said, uh, would you be interested in a job at Porsche? And, I love that. Uh, so that's kind of how I sort of got into the sort of supercar element. I you love know. that. Yeah. You, you, were a, you were a Citroen influencer. Citroen influencer. influencer. Before, before anything before social influencers media. even existed. That's yeah. very true, yeah. You're, yeah. you're responsible for all the, the fleet of Saxo VTS yeah. that are on the road <laughs> at the time. Uh, I couldn't afford a VTS, yeah. Oh, I got the 16 valve sticker though, I managed to put it on side and pretend it was. <laughs> there we go. Very authentic. Yeah. Badge, the badge alone adds five horsepower on top. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So there's clearly, it's, uh, you know, Clearly, there's a skill. It's, it, you know, it's, it's for you. It seems like it's just a passion, but it, you know, as a, a healthy byproduct, there's a skill that you have, which is one your rapport with people. Clearly, yeah. Um, you know, you seem to be a nice, friendly chap. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, but no, like just the energy that you give off, yeah. and then that seems to read into your success for what would be what? How long are you with Porsche? 
Um, actually, with Porsche, probably about 12 years, something like that in total. So That's quite a, hell of a long a career, time. Isn't it? Yeah. it is, yeah. I think after sort of a, a decade, I felt a little bit institutionalized, if I'm honest. Mm. Fabulous brand to work for. I still love them today. Um, but I wanted to progress. I wanted to be, I didn't just want to be a salesman for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think um, it was to my own demise, I think, where I. They actually told me at the time, I think they didn't want to take me off the shop floor because I was selling quite a lot of cars. Of course. Yeah. So they didn't really want me in the office as a sales manager when I'm going to be out there selling more cars. Yeah. And, uh, and in the end, obviously, that's what, that's what I did. I had to move on. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you always have that little desire? Was it always at the back of your mind to run your own business? Or? No, I don't think so. I think, I mean, that came a bit later, I think, mm-hmm. um, because obviously you wanted the security of employment. Yeah. You know, you, I'm married with two kids. Yeah. You know, you need that security, don't you? So I think um, that came a little bit later on, really, I think, once I'd sort of uh, built up the confidence and I did a bit with social media on Instagram and things mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, that, that was a math that played a big part. Yeah. You know, so it was good. I do find that fascinating. And I've heard so, so many people tell similar stories with regards to you know, using social media as a platform. When, you know, if we think back to maybe even like 15 years ago when social media was kind of in its infancy, the idea that somebody might list £200,000 worth of supercar and put out a post on Instagram or on Facebook, because I don't think Instagram even was around then, but putting a post up on Facebook and hoping that perhaps that might result in a sale, you would have been laughed out of the pub, wouldn't you? If Absolutely, yeah, of like course that. you would, yeah. But these days, it's, it's just common practice. You know, the amount of people that will sit at home, scroll through a phone and go, oh, D&B have got that in stock. Like the look of that. Don't need to test drive it. Wire them a deposit. Go and collect it next week. It's... It's just a, yeah, a mad world. So you kind of took advantage of that and caught that wave at the early stages, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. I think I dealt with quite a few YouTubers at the time who were yeah. known for, for cars and things, you know, become good friends today. And I think they, they sort of encouraged me to, to crack on with that and set it up early. And I think because I dealt with these YouTubers, they were saying, I'm buying my car from Dean, and it built the following up. And, and, uh, and that's how it become where I am today, I suppose. It's only, you're only giving your own time. Yes. You know, you're only investing. It doesn't cost anything, does it? No. It's how much you post and how much you want to put on there. And, uh, you know, I actively post every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day I document it. And I don't mind putting my face in front of the camera. And uh, I think people are wondering, what's Dean buying today, you know? Mm-hmm. I get excited, genuinely excited about the cars that are coming into stock. You know, and, and, and I've, I've literally posted a car. I've just picked this up from London. And I'm travelling up the M1 and I stop and my phone's bleeping. Mm-hmm. What's the details of that car? How much is it? And I can sell that before I get to work. Brilliant. Which is great. And it just cost me my time. Yeah, you love know? that. I mean, that is great. But as, as Miles quite rightly pointed out there, there's got to be you know, huge value in you as a personality. It's, it's the fact that people are coming back to you or that reputation is being upheld because otherwise the phones wouldn't be ringing. People wouldn't have any interest in following you on social media. No, it's, no. It, is a, it is a fantastic thing. So I'd love to learn a bit more about that transition from... Yeah, walking away from Porsche, walking away from that security of a main dealer. What was that journey like from that point up to the point that you're in this incredible building now on an airfield with access to a runway with this amazing amount of stock of cars? How Was it was it quick, easy and smooth or did it come with some challenges? Um, yeah, of course it came with some challenges. I think once I had it in my head that, you know what, I'm going to uh, take a leap of faith now and just give it a go. I just... Um, I kind of knew in my heart of hearts, I thought to myself, you know, with my experience and the social media following, I thought, surely I can sell a few cars a month. I've got to be able to do this. And uh, so I set my own business up, obviously, online and did everything. I was working at home and um, I remember picking up my first car 
and it was to an old Porsche customer of mine uh-huh. and uh, who I've known for many years so it was great that money my first car was a Porsche which was everything I knew and uh, and from there it was, which was in the October um, I'd done seven cars in that first month wow that's incredible and I was like seven cars in my first month and then I quickly realised at home, I can't keep seven cars here. <laughs> People were online were going, I've got a car if it's of interest to sell. Now, obviously, I appreciate you need money to sort of set up a business. Now, I was very fortunate that I had an overwhelming amount of support from customers who were saying, you can sell my car for me. So this is like a sales consignment Surely. or sale of return, as it's known in the trade. And, 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 and they were happy to give me their car yeah. because I took a lot of pride in giving them more than just trade value for it. And I would market it to the best of my ability and I'd just take a commission for selling a car. And that's how it sort of started. Amazing. And uh, I very quickly had to find another facility to house and store these cars. And, so it's... Uh, and that's here? It wasn't, no, it was at another place, which I had was like a car storage facility. Right. So, um, you know, I had some friends up there I knew and they very kindly helped out and, and said I could put some cars in there. And that's where it started. And it just, it just took off from there. But of course, October 19, I set up. And then COVID. Pandemic. Yes. Pandemic. Oh, yes. So it was like, oh my God, we're in lockdown. What have I done? You know. <laughs> I've, I've literally left this security yeah. and, and, and I'm just thinking, I had to do whatever it took. So I, I did everything I possibly could. I cleaned all the cars, I kept myself active. I was showing people online that people are still buying cars. Yes. And the timing was kind of good in a way because I didn't have the overheads I have today. Yes. Yeah. I was just me. So I could, I could keep costs down. Yeah. So absolutely. if I sold a few cars in that for a month, I'd be fine. As long as I could pay my mortgage and support my family, that was all that I was, I was bothered about. And obviously yeah. uh, people very quickly got bored sat at home and started thinking to themselves, I can't go on holiday, I can't go anywhere, what shall I do? Yeah. I'll buy a car. And of course it became very popular, you know, it was busy. It was, a, it was a bizarre time, wasn't it, pandemic, for car sales? Because I think initially everyone thought, oh no, the world's ending, must sell everything and get cash just in case we need it. And then as you say, I think people realised, well, okay, this isn't going to go on forever. And yeah, I haven't got to spend 10 grand on a big family holiday this year. And I haven't got a, you know, various other elements of life came along and I think for a lot of people they had this wake-up call of actually life life could be painfully short and I have always dreamt about having that special car so maybe now is the time to go and get it so did you find that did you find you had a lot of customers that weren't perhaps on the books already there were new people coming along going do you know what I've always wanted it and life's too short I just want to 100 percent. that's now. exactly what we had but we also had customers who asked me and was worried about pandemic yeah so they were like I need to sell my car of course yeah. and I need to sell it fast. So therefore, we were able to market them pretty much under value, yeah. and I could still get the commission for the car. So it was okay for me, which meant that by pricing it so competitively, we kept stop moving. Yeah. So the customer was happy with what he wanted for the car. So that's how it kind of worked really well for me. Fantastic. Uh, which was great. And all the time while I was doing that, of course, I was just letting the potential profit in the business build so that I could eventually then buy my own stock and build that. So, that's and that's fantastic. what we did. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's a great story because it, it, it's so funny you should say that. I was only listening to a podcast on the way here, not ours, admittedly. We're not that vain. <laughs> um, uh, about that very thing. And it was, uh, they were talking about businesses that showed that they carried on with their marketing spend, and if, if not increased their marketing spend, yeah. and just showed that the world was still moving and things were still happening during the pandemic, have all gone on to do really well Good things, following, yeah. following the pandemic. Yeah. And it seems that you fit exactly into that category. Yeah. Yeah, it was very important to keep things going regardless 
you know, it gave it gave a lot of the customers and followers the confidence to go out and go. Do you know what? If other people are doing it, it must be able to be Absolutely okay. right. Yeah, and that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, God, it makes me feel a bit sick, really, because I sold a Perfomante for 135 grand. Stop it! That's 200 grand today. Stop it! There were cars that were a 911 touring. You know, that was so cheap. Yes. And of course, because it boomed, the prices then shot back up again, didn't they? In, so, indeed um, they did, yeah. And if I, I could only hold on to a few of them, you know, <laughs> I might be able to have one of those nice 10 grand holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we could go on for hours about cars Absolutely. that we wish we'd never I sold. I know. It's, yeah. it's a podcast in itself, really, isn't it? Yeah, the ones that got away, for sure, because uh, it's, a, it's a painful one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Driven Chat Podcast. Now, this is going to be a, uh, a, a fairly uh, cheap and easy question because um, I, I'll make no bones about it. I, I overheard a previous interview you were just doing with a newspaper colleague um, about a, a certain personality that happened to land here at the airport. I think it was mid, mid-pandemic time. Uh, and uh, was it a face at the window that you spotted that happened to be a rather famous yeah, Hollywood actor? It was indeed, yeah. It took me by surprise, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So talk us through it. You're there... If I if I recall correctly, you're there mopping the floor. I was. It sounds mad that, doesn't it? Mopping the floor. Yeah, but I was, yeah, because we had all the uh, floors concrete polished, so it looked really cool. Yeah. And I was just like making sure it looked spick and span. Uh, so yeah, I was on my own in there one Saturday. I saw a lovely helicopter, black helicopter land. Four figures appeared at the door, and I thought, and then still a black one. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just, yeah, it was, it was quite bizarre because obviously he, he asked, he's like, hey man, what's DMB stand for and all this? And I'm saying, it's just my initials. And, uh, and I got closer and of course, as I got closer, I thought, I recognise that voice. You know, and then all of a sudden you get closer again. And I thought, he looks so familiar, this guy. <laughs> and literally, as I got even closer and he got smaller, I thought, yep, that's him. It's definitely him. It's Tom Cruise. Wow, you that's know? amazing. And it, but do you know what? What a lovely bloke he was. He yeah. was absolutely fabulous, yeah. I think he's got a, a real passion for Porsche. So of course, we clicked straight away. Yeah. Uh, he talked about his collection of cars that he's got. Um, and I knew straight away what cars he had, yeah. just by identifying a few parts of the one car he was telling me. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we spent about an hour and a half together. Uh, mm-hmm. Went over to the other hangar here and we talked on this um, on one of the jump jets that's in there the Harrier <laughs> and he was talking to me about his Top Gun days and it was a real surreal moment I you know it. it's like I can't believe it I'm just talking to Tom Cruise I mean of all the celebrities he's really up there isn't he it absolutely is and I guess you know can, can, there'll be people listening going what do you mean you didn't recognise Tom Cruise immediately but you've got to imagine oh, you're, yeah, a, of course. you're mopping the floor at 
Leeds yeah. East Airport. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not common practice that yeah. Tom Cruise is And there. as you mentioned, it was pandemic, so of yeah. course he had, his, he had his mask on and he had aviators on. Now, I'm a massive fan of Tom Cruise. Yeah. So it, it, when, when I got closer, obviously, I realised who he was. I was literally like, oh, my God, I didn't recognise you come in. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to uh, do whatever I could to, uh, you know, impress him and everything. It was fantastic. <laughs> but, but he was so lovely. He was just really genuine and great. I think for insurance reasons, they couldn't really take the masks off. Yeah, Because yeah, okay. I think while he was filming Mission Impossible, he was going crackers with anyone who took the masks he off. Was, yeah. you yeah. know, he so was sticking to the rules. It, yeah. was, it was very much sticking to the rules, yeah. So uh, when we walked around, and I didn't want to sort of go, please can I have a picture, because I didn't want to be that person. Sure. And uh, when we sort of walked back, he said, uh, would you like to have a picture? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. He what said, you, well, let, what'd you say now? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm all right. What'd you say then? It was Tom. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, it just shows how vivid, like, certainly my imagination is, because now I've got visions of you riding on the back of his motorcycle, you know, t shirt on. Oh, yeah, down, that's it, yeah. <laughs> down along the coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that soundtrack, yeah. yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, no, it was just great. And I think his, his, his sister was with him as well. And, uh, you know, he said to his sister, don't forget to get Dean's card. Brilliant. You know, and he wanted to... I think he really enjoyed himself. And I know that he usually stops at least Bradford Airport for fuel. Uh-huh. But I'm very confident if he's overhead here and he's coming around, he'll stop here. That's fantastic Which story. would be lovely. That's yeah. a fantastic story. So, uh, yeah, no, it's great, definitely. So, so, so bring us forwards a little bit. So, um, for... Uh, by the time this goes out, there will be uh, a TV show, uh, which we've alluded to, and you're the face of it, but there's a wider team involved as well. There is, yeah. What we're interested to know is how, how did that actually come about? You know, was this, was this anything to do with your like, previous standing on social media or et cetera? Um, it's a funny one, really, I think, because obviously um, the TV production team are based here. Um, who film air TV film bangers and cash and all that sort of stuff here as well and they're literally just there that hangar now obviously the director of the business popped over and obviously introduced ourselves Um, but a a good friend of mine who lives in Australia worked um, has got his own TV show down there and he said it'd be really cool if you did a TV show here and then I had a company from down south um, down in Southampton who were TV phoned me up and asked about they're looking to do a TV show with supercars and things like that. Would I be interested? So, of course, they're on my doorstep here. Lovely, lovely people. And uh, he came over and said, yeah, I think it would really work. He said, would you be interested? So, of course, I'm like, yeah, of course. It'd be great. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love anything like that. And uh, they came over and said, we have to do, um, what are they called, like a sizzle reel or something like that. Yeah, a, that's right. Yeah. It's like a taster, isn't it? Yeah. So they came over here, and, and, and I think when they filmed it and they edited it together, they're like, oh, they like what they saw. Supercar, runway, you know, these yeah. customers who are flying up to collect cars, it was just like something very different. And uh, yeah, so it just obviously, obviously won the hearts of those guys, and, uh, and here we are, you know, having an eight episode series coming out very soon it's amazing yeah i mean well by the time this episode goes out people will be able to enjoy it on quest or they can catch up on uh, discovery plus which is great because of course it means you can just binge the whole season through which i think is exactly what i'll be doing um but yeah i mean do you think did the cameras add an element of glamour to the showroom has it changed anything or do you still think that even if the cameras weren't here you'd be doing exactly what you're doing and oh 100 percent. yes it's just they're just capturing what really goes on i mean if you think a day in the life of me i don't know what's happening from day to day mm. you know it's um it's very exciting uh, you know like yesterday for example we picked up a lovely hurricane performante um an old 911 super sport 1988 
and a Ferrari 458. You know, so all these different things happen just randomly. Uh, so every day is quite exciting, and they're just fortunately to be there to capture it. Absolutely yeah. right. So yeah. uh, which is which is pretty good, really. So so for the listener at home that has no idea about who you are or what the show is going to be, yeah. just in a nutshell. Just give us the five-minute elevator pitch. What we what we expect to see over the course of the season. <laughs> Oddly enough, I mean, it, it did change the structure of the TV show. Changed a little bit. It was going to be about who buys a car, uh, supercar from us here, yeah. and it was about the customers really. And I think they very quickly got to know me and my team yeah, yeah. and realised, yeah. you know what, it's more fun inside what goes on behind the scenes of it all, and that's how it kind of got restructured really. So uh, it, it's more about. It's not just aimed at maybe people who love cars. It's open to a wider audience. So yeah. I've got my daughter obviously works with is Ellie. She's only 23. I think it appeals to, to, to everybody. That's the nice thing. You can, everyone can sit at home and kind of uh, connect to the show itself. Absolutely. Uh, so it's like getting a car ready. It's like, oh my God, make sure that's ready. Make sure it's clean. A bit of jeopardy. Uh, a bit of jeopardy, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the, the valeting lads cleaning. Get it back up there. It needs to be cleaned a bit more. Yeah. Um, and then obviously my daughter's involved. Uh, we try to make things a bit different on test drives. Yeah. So one of the guys comes over, I think that's episode one in the Alpha GTA M, which is a rare car. That's a very rare car. It is a very rare car. So, of course, we wanted to try bring Donington to him. So we put <laughs> curtains out on the airfield there, and uh, I've got my daughter out there, and I've got binoculars looking out there, going, move that cone up here, and giving her instructions. <laughs> and it's just a bit of fun as well, but yeah. it genuinely is of what we do. Uh, and, and the nice thing is, is it's capturing the true essence of what it's all about. You know, it isn't rose-tinted glasses when you see a dealership. There's a lot of hard work goes on behind the scenes, you know, right. and, uh, and the efforts we go to to make the customer experience brilliant. You're absolutely right. And I think your, your point there about capturing different audiences is absolutely spot on because, you know, we've all ended up watching, if, watching television shows and we've almost bonded or forged a relationship with people we, we, we've never met and we maybe never will met, but it's in an environment that we may have no relation to. It could be anything from an airport to antiques through to art, but suddenly you just get to know these personalities behind it and that's where the story is. And it's like the good old saying, isn't it? You know, people buy from people Absolutely. when it comes to mm. selling a product. So when it comes to watching that environment and watching that situation unfold, of course, people are going to buy into you. And I've seen that episode one. I think it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And it's so, you're right, you know, your look, your seems so organic and real. And I think that's perhaps a misconception that many people who aren't in our world of supercars and hypercars and luxury cars, they think, oh, you know, the people that are buying them and the people that are selling them, they're, they're going to be a, a certain type of person, maybe slightly pretentious. Maybe they're all going to be multi-millionaires that are yeah. completely unrelatable. But it's just not the case, is it? Not at all. And I often love hearing about the type of customers that I'm sure you see so many of that are people that have just done really well in life. They perhaps come from a really humble background. They've worked really hard and they're able to really cherish the moment of buying their first supercar or third supercar. Who knows? It's, yeah, it's absolutely, brilliant. yeah. And I think it's the people that make it enjoyable for me as well. Yeah. You know, I can share with their excitement uh, in picking this car up and making it really special for them. It just gives you a buzz above and beyond. It's, not, it's great when you sell a car. Every car salesman loves selling a car. But when you're selling a supercar to someone, like you say, who's maybe saved up and they've just retired, yeah. they're the best. Yeah. You know, seeing the face, the smiles, the test drives on, on the runway, just watching them, you know, it's just fabulous. It feeds your energy, it's great. Well, you were only just telling us actually before we started recording about a quite a remarkable experience a customer had only today. Yes. 
Talk us through that, because that's quite a bizarre situation, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, yeah, so the couple who came in to see me last weekend, actually, they came to have a look for an Audi R8 V10 Plus, which is great, you know, a fabulous car. Yeah. We happen to have a lovely example in, and um, but they've been to a wedding up here, so they live down in Oxford, so it's quite a trek, really, I suppose. Mm. So um, we mentioned, actually, with, because they live next to Oxford, we could actually collect them in an aircraft. So yeah. effectively like a private, they're small aircraft, but they're amazing. Yeah. Um, and they got very excited at the prospect of that. And of course, coming up here, they could stay at the fabulous Grantley Hall. Yes. Um, so I did a bit of a deal on the car, really, to sort of include all this for them when they were over the moon. Oh. So picking them up this morning and literally you're here within 40, 50 minutes, you know, to collect your supercar. The sun's shining, which is perfect for them. We took him out on the runway. In fact, I've just got some pictures to send to him, actually. Uh, he's beaming from here to here. And, of course, now he's off to stay over at the fabulous hotel. And uh, as far as experiences go, I mean, it's very hard to top that, I think. Oh, and uh, they're over the moon. But I love it because... You know, they've, they've just sat there and said, you won't believe the amount of friends we've been telling you are going to be so jealous. They'll be on the phone to you next. And, and, <laughs> uh, yes. and that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's that their circle of friends will, will probably be uh, looking for another supercar and yeah. they'll mention here. And hopefully that's how we, how we build the business. Yeah, I love that. I need to explore this runway element of your business because, again, there'll be so many people sitting at home listening, going, what on earth do you mean you've got a runway beside you? Now, when we say we're at an airport, we don't mean we're over the road from an airport. We are, we're right now, we're recording this <laughs> essentially in the terminal building yeah. of uh, Leeds East Airport. So you have access. You've got a, looking at a gate here. You can basically drive out of your showroom, drive up to a gate. I assume there's quite a process to it. You have to, you have to make a phone call. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. We have we have radios and things like that. I think it helps because um, you know since coming here, I was very excited. One of the firemen's a pilot, and he took Great. me out in a little plane of his. Oh, wow. And uh, I was wondering, I said, why is it wobbling around in the sky? You know, it felt really weird. <laughs> but I kind of got I kind of got hooked. And there's a flying school here. Brilliant. So. Um, I've been doing my flying lessons so for my PPL, which is brilliant. Yeah. So I've been going out learning and understanding it. So I understand how the whole airfield works. Right. And uh, so we have radios. And yes, we're dictated to by the tower. So they will allow us on as and when we're available. So, so there's not many... Uh, in fact, I would, I would hazard to say no businesses that would say, do you know what? Come and have, yeah, you want to come and have a go on the car, do you? Sure, we, we'll, you know, we'll go for a test drive, shall we? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, how would you like to do that on an actual airfield? Yeah. How would you like to VMAX it <laughs> yeah. now, like straight away? Yeah, I think that's just... And, and I guess, I mean, my assumption is anyone that's coming in to buy, let's say, a 675LT McLaren, if they're offered the opportunity to then get it up to 200 miles an hour, I doubt there are many that say no. No, and I, and I think, do you know what? Most people... I've sold quite a few 765 LTs, actually, um, will come out here. They don't really drive it to those extremes necessarily yeah. because it's quite alien, isn't it? It is, absolutely. So when you think yeah. we're driving on these roads here, if you do 100 miles an hour naughtily, it seems quite fast. You know? yeah. On a runway, which is very long, yeah. and you're, you're getting up to speeds at 120, that, that's like, whoa. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. So, uh, you know, it just adds to the excitement for that customer. Uh, but you're right. I mean, I think actually Top Gear Chris Harris was here in a 765 LT. Yeah. He did 205. Wow. Yeah. Good so it's, it's quite a long runway to be sounds fair. Like, sounds like there's a bit of a competition going there, maybe. <laughs> maybe we should yeah. have a crack at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, 
who who appeared on the podcast only only a few weeks back. Uh, he so he got two two oh six two hundred and five. He did it yeah. So I'm going to go for two hundred and six as the rival podcast. <laughs> that can that can only end well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chris has got very little to worry about, both from a driving point of view or a yeah. podcast point of view, let's be honest. Um, so what does the future look like then, Dean? Because, of course, I can only predict, now that people are watching and enjoying the show, it, you know, it would be crass to make assumptions, but I'm fairly sure that you're going to have a little bit more coverage on television now with another series. And I can only imagine this is going to go bigger and better and wider and more successful mainly because of you and the team and the personalities behind it. What do you see the future looking like? How does this get bigger and better for you? It's quite difficult to envisage, if I'm honest with you. I think the, the important thing is my uh, parents keep me very grounded, mm. which I've always been like that, and I just take a day at a time, really. I think when I started building the business, it was baby steps. I wasn't going all in. I didn't do anything silly like get big loans or anything like mm. that. You know, I just let it grow on its own um, and do it over time, really, I suppose. So, I mean, we're quite full already, as you could probably see in the yeah. showroom. You know, we're pretty much at capacity, and I'm just quite happy. I mean, we do quite a nice number of cars already and I think as long as we can make a bit of profit each month and all my staff is happy which is important to me then contentment is wealth and I just feel like that's where I'd like to be fantastic oh that sounds really good and then I have to ask which is a a bit of a a, sometimes a tricky one to ask a a dealer especially one that deals with cars of this nature do you have a go-to top five list of let's say Money, no object. What would be the five cars that you go to? Don't have to be supercars, don't have to be hypercars. Any five that you that come to mind that you think... We yep. can make one assumption, I think, which would be accurate. There's going to be a Porsche in there, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Uh, five cars, that's quite a good choice, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, I love just cars in general, yeah. literally. I mean... One on the list would have to be the Carrera GT because I was was a specialist for that car. I'm fortunate to have one in the showroom and it just looks incredible. I think they're a a super, super car. I think like an old daily car, RS4, B7. Great. Fantastic car. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, that engine and that gearbox is so sweet. Yeah. You know, I think I'd have to have one of those in the garage. Yes, we talk about other older Porsches, but I really wanted to try and find like um, an old 930 turbo white body. Yeah, I think they just look great. I've got a Super Sport in I picked up yesterday, and that's just beautiful, it's something like that. Um, but I think in terms of daily, I don't know if you've seen, I've just got the new ID Buzz. Yes, I have we seen that. We did spot that. We've yeah. seen that. Yeah. In fact, it was the first thing I saw as I pulled up. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to miss. Now, let me tell you something about that. I've never been photographed or waved at as many times in a car than <laughs> yeah. an ID buzz. Yeah. Literally. I mean, cyclists on these country lanes, of course, we all love them, don't we? And even they wave to you, wow. you know, which is unbelievable, really. So, um, yeah, I suppose uh, that's probably about some of the cars are probably that's a, that's a very humble car collection there but it is. nonetheless I wouldn't want to go out and be on I'll have a Koenigsegg and I'll have this you know yeah, it's not yeah. uh, really my thing I think as long as I've got one fabulous like supercar struck hypercar yeah um, uh, you know something like that in your collection would be amazing but I quite like the older stuff yeah, it's great. Oh, that's great. My dad will be pleased. He's in the market right now for a B7 RS4. He really Is he really? As a retirement present to himself. Absolutely. I think it's really fair enough. There you go. And he, he brought this up in the pub the other day. I was like, that's a really good idea. I think I fully support that notion. They are. I've got a 66 Mustang. Well, that could do as well. Which is pretty cool. That yeah. turns a few heads. That's basically the same, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, that's, a, that's a salesman in him there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've said, you've said Audi RS4, but what I'm hearing is Ford Mustang. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like when you do your online 
your Tesco food order and they substitute things. We couldn't find baked beans, so we gave you some ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> it's close, but I can see the link. Tell what you've got. Tell what you've That's got. correct. Yeah, Absolutely. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dean, congratulations on the show. Thank you Genuinely, very much. I do think it is fantastic. And I know that all of our listeners now will enjoy it. Of course, all of our UK listeners, you have the luxury of just finding Quest on your televisions and you'll see the show's what I'll do is I'll include in our show notes below the exact times and dates where you can watch the show. And then, of course, if you're listening to us at a later date, which many of you will be, um, there'll be some other details there where you can catch it up, either with Discovery Plus or with various other online viewing platforms that will all be there once I've got the, uh, the nod from the Discovery team, who, uh, who are just brilliant at giving me all that information that otherwise I'd have to guess. <laughs> can you tell? Yeah, they're quite yeah. good at what they're doing, yeah. aren't they? They <laughs> yeah. are quite good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, we're going to go and have a look round, but also refrain from remortgaging both of our houses uh, <laughs> yeah. in, order to, in order to walk away with something, I think. That's, that's true. Well, you did say, though, Miles, in your drive here that you feel you might have shortened the life of your car because you were driving it so hard, so you might actually need to buy a car from Dean. I understand what you're saying, and it's a, it's a necessity, and I can't argue with that logic. Let's roll with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> an easy sale. This yeah. is an easy sale. Fantastic. Dean, thank you so much. Um, yeah, pleasure. Look thank forward you. to catching up with you again in the future when you're even more of a huge, bigger and better TV just star. Remember, just remember us, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Remember where it started. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much. Thanks, Dean. Cheers. The Driven Chat Podcast. There we go. A massive thank you to Dean for welcoming us to his amazing, amazing showroom. I, for one, will definitely be watching the show each week. I've already seen a couple of episodes, and I have to admit, I think they're absolutely brilliant. It's it's really easy. Just sit down, relax, put the telly on, enjoy. That kind of not-too-much-thought-required whilst being really entertaining, really engaging, and, of course, cars, which is fun. Uh, one of the things that we didn't mention in this episode, because, of course, it happened afterwards, is the fact that um, whilst we were there, Miles had to shoot off, unfortunately, but whilst we were there, myself and a couple of other journalists from other outputs were given the opportunity to drive, uh, or have a passenger ride, I should say, in a Ferrari F430 Scud, And uh, we all went out onto the runway, which, of course, we talked about right next to the showroom. And one of the guys looked at me and said, do you want to have a drive? And I said, oh, do you know what? I'd love to. I've not actually driven one of these. Uh, So I did. Um, And then what ended up happening was basically I then ended up giving everyone the passenger rides in the Ferrari. So, uh, yeah, that was quite entertaining. Driving up and down the runway uh, with a few journalists and PR people uh, squealing with joy from the passenger seat. I hope they were squealing with joy anyway. Everything went went well it was fine um but yes a huge thank you don't forget scroll down to the show notes you'll see exactly where you can watch the show if you're listening from outside the uk not entirely sure how you'll be able to see it but there'll be a way i'm sure some absolutely definitely legitimate way that you'll be able to watch the show so do scroll down have a look uh, you'll see the show details there and there must be a way surely if you're anywhere else in the world where you might be able to stream it through discovery plus or something similar Now, I did say at the very beginning of this episode that there were going to be something to look forward to in the form of announcements, and the announcements are, well, we've got lots more coming. This might be the first time you've heard one of our episodes. Well, we're now up to around 160 of these episodes. That's 160 episodes for you to catch up on. They're not all exactly like this. There have been different formats and different presenters over the years. However, this format in the past year or so is pretty consistent with how everything has been. So do have a look back at the back catalogue because we have a different episode every week with a new personality from the automotive world. And 
I mean, even this year alone, we're in June now, 2023, and already this year, we've spoken to an amazing array of people, people like Martin Donnelly, who was an F1 driver, late 80s, early 90s. The man should be dead. He had the most spectacular accident whilst driving his Lotus, uh, but yet he survived. And the story of how he survived and then what he went on to do afterwards is amazing. So go and have a look at that. Um, Emma Walsh, who, of course, is a influencer, YouTuber, social media star, she is also a television presenter. She's been on television doing lots of other exciting things and now works in and around the world of cars. Had a great chat with Emma. Emma and I have been friends for donkey's years. And uh, yeah, great to get her on the podcast. Aaron Shelby, who of course was the grandson of Carol Shelby. He came on to talk to us about his activation at Goodwood that's happening this year. And of course about his legendary grandfather. And then we've got... Um, racing drivers like Grant Williams, who is the man famous for sliding his Mark 1 Jaguar around at the Goodwood Revival. Mike Fernie, wonderful, wonderful guy who, of course, is the face of Drive Tribe. We talk about the, the fall and then the rise of Drive Tribe. That is a great story. A long episode, that one, but one I think you will really enjoy. The feedback we had from that was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, just to sift through a few more, Brian Klein, a name that perhaps you haven't heard of, but chances are, if you're in the area of interest of enjoying car content, he will have had an influence on you. He is the director, or one of the directors, for BBC Top Gear. And that, of course, includes the good old days with Clarkson, Hammond and May, all the way through to current times. And he's even done a few bits and pieces with the Grand Tour as well. There is just so many cool people. I can't list all of them, but you'll see. Scroll through the list. You'll have a look. Another one, Nicky Faulkner, actually. I mentioned that one because, again, in that same world, he's a name you probably haven't heard of, yet you've seen him on the television. You've seen him doing what he does best. And what he does best is stunt driving and stunt coordination in the world of car chases, car sequences. If you've watched Rush, you've seen him on your screen. If you've watched Top Gear, you've seen him on your screen. If you've watched the Grand Tour, you've seen him on your screen. You're getting the gist. He's been in everything. He is just amazing at what he does and tells the story of what he does so brilliantly. But it doesn't end there because, of course, in the next few weeks, we've got plenty more coming. We have been able to get an episode out now since we started this in July 2020. Remember that? We've been able to put out pretty much one episode every single week. In fact, I think with bonus episodes, we've actually gone one over every single week. Um, So, uh, yeah, more than one episode every single week since July 2020. So loads for you to catch up on. Have a scroll through. See if any names jump out to you that I think, oh, actually, I like that guy or that looks relevant or I might enjoy that. Give it a listen because chances are you will. Uh, In the future... We've got a couple of episodes coming up that I'll earmark for you. Um, if you're a fan of motorcycles and, of course, motorcycle adventuring, then you're going to enjoy one that we've got in a couple of weeks because we have done a collaborative podcast with our friends over at The Nod Pod. You may have heard of a man called Charlie Borman. He's, of course, famous for riding all the way around the world with Ewan McGregor on his television show The Long Way Up, The Long Way Round, The Long Way Down. We are joined by Charlie Ben Bowers and Ant Partridge, who are the three hosts of the Nod Pod. And we've done a collaborative episode where the two of us recorded a podcast. In fact, I say two of us, five of us. It was myself, Amy Shaw, and Ben and Charlie sat in Charlie's home doing a recording. And it's great. 
Can't wait for you to hear that. That's going to be out in a couple of weeks. We've also got Sid North coming up very soon as well. Sid, who is, of course, formerly known as Sideways Sid on social media, currently doing some presenting work for Fifth Gear and just generally a super, super lovely guy. So we've got Sid coming up in the near future as well. But there's loads more to come. We will be doing some stuff at Goodwood Festival of Speed this year. Thank you to Bentley, who have very kindly invited me along. So I'll be there at the Festival of Speed with Bentley. So a slightly different podcast this year from the usual sounds of episodes, but it's going to be great nonetheless. Can't tell you what's going to be on it because, in all honesty, I don't know. But hey, it's going to be great. We know that. So yeah, do subscribe. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do hit that subscribe button because the content will keep coming. Our goal is to keep providing entertainment and engaging conversations for you week in, week out with a variance of guests. And we do it all, believe it or not, for free. Isn't that absolutely bonkers? This costs you nothing. So if you're enjoying it, do subscribe. If you're really enjoying it, why not do us the ultimate gesture of goodwill and leave us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts or Google Reviews, depending on where you're listening. It is crass asking for people to like you on the internet, I know. However, it is something that makes a massive difference to us. It really does. So if you do have a moment to just jot down a couple of nice words, a couple of nice sentences, a five-star review, that honestly, is such a wonderful thing for us because it boosts us up in the charts, which does mean something to some people, especially when we have sponsors listening. And it just makes us feel good. It know, we know then that people are enjoying it. We do take all the feedback very seriously. If you want to get in contact with us about anything else, head over to the website, driven.site slash content, or just head to driven.site. You'll see everything we do there. And of course, there on the top of the screen, you'll see a contact tab where you'll be taken through to a form you can fill out and tell us whatever you want us to know. It's all there. Uh, alternatively, you can email us, podcast at drivenchat.com. Those emails go directly to me. So feel free. Anything you want us to know about, you want us to read, you want us to talk about, perhaps you have an idea for a podcast, perhaps you have a guest idea for a podcast, drop them over to us e- to, on email at podcast at drivenchat.com. For now, I will let you go about your day. Thank you ever so much for listening, as ever. Thank you so much for being part of what we do. Last shout, last call to action if you are enjoying what we do. Don't forget, we're on social media as well, at Driven Chat on just about everything. So head on over, enjoy that. And, uh, well, as ever, speak to you in one week. Bye-bye. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.